Hello, Travis. How are you? Hello, Dan. How are things? Oh, it's good. Kathy just made some uh, broccoli and cheese soup, and it's delicious. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> it's green. You love things with green in it. No. Peppers, broccoli. Dan, guess what I Dan, guess what I did today? You bought a truck? No, well, that's one of the things, but I, I rode my yeah. bike today. So that's you've had it for like two weeks and you've ridden it once and you're bragging about that? Well, I I've been busy, Dan. I've been out of town. I, I know you I ain't aware of all the um insane things going on in your life. Yeah, so hectic. Yeah, so I just uh we did the the one show this morning and I had a little break, so I I took 30 minutes. I gave myself 30 minutes. I was going to go ride the bike for about 30 minutes. And you know the hills here in North Carolina, they go up and yeah. down and up and down. I got about 60 <laughs> minutes into it and I go, "I think it's time for me to turn around." <laughs> yeah. So, well, driving on your street, you know, I mean you on on your street anyway, I know that you know, cars doing at least fifty a minimum. And well, no, there, there's a road, there's a side street that I go down that that no one goes up and down on. Okay, that's yeah, because I'm thinking, um, you know, even if it get clipped by a mirror or something like that, there's so you know, two cars can't pass and have a bicycle there at the same time. But you should see all those stupid dipshits with their helmets on and their day glow clothes and stuff on. They ride like six, yeah. seven, eight people deep in a single file line. And they, you know, they think they own the road. And that's what pisses me off the most. They think yeah. they own the road. Hey, we're bicycling. We're bikers. You know, we're, we belong on this road, brah. Yeah, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> run you over. But they do. You've seen them. They, they ride in packs. Yeah. My friend rides a bike for exercise. He puts a, he's got a rack on his car. He puts the bike on the rack and he probably drives a half an hour and they have, they had this railroad track line that, um, they, since you paved over and made into a bicycle path. We have, well, you know what, Dan, we have those in Florida. You know what, you know what the, that whole project was called? It was, it was called Rails to Trails. And what they were doing is they were taking old abandoned railroad lines, like your friend was probably riding on, and they said, you know what, we'll just pave them and, and make them trails for people to ride their bikes and walk on and stuff. But you don't want to drive an hour to get to one either for exercise, but right. it's a quiet road. Oh, that's good. Now, do you have um, you wear the spandex pants or any of those things? I wear cut off jean shorts, a tank top like an like a wife beater tank top, yeah. a, uh, a a sun visor like if you were golfing, and headphones yeah. that cover my ears completely, and and sunglasses. And you listen to music? I listen. Well, I listen to talk radio uh, most of the time. Okay. Now you, you you feel that safe? You're not. You'll still be able to hear cars coming. I things? don't care. I don't care, Dan. Okay. I, it, I'm on the road. It's my road. I I deserve. Okay. I deserve to be on this road. Okay. So you could be right. You could be dead right too. I'm just asking. Right. I, I, and you know what? It's it's funny when you're a kid and you're riding the, uh, riding your bicycle. You you got to care. You're carefree, happy and carefree. Yeah. Go lucky. Not a care in the world. You, if you fall over, you fall over. You get back up. You you put the kickstand down, yeah. and you and you take off again, or you put the kickstand up and you take off again. Yeah. Now I got down some of these hills. I was going at a good yeah. clip, Dan, and you know I'm not a, a small guy, and so you get that inertia, that that weight, and everything behind the bicycle and gravity and all that. I was hauling ass. I was like, if I fell right now, I'd be done. Yeah. I'd be nothing yeah. but covered in in scabs. <laughs> And yeah. bruises, yeah. and it'd probably take me four months to recoup from from a su stupid bike fall. Yeah, I've had some falls with you know, and a couple times, and a lot of road rash and scrapes and stuff. You know, never 
broke anything. Knock on wood. But, but I, I was um, I was technically scared. I mean, not technically, yeah. theoretically, literally, yeah. whatever word you want to in, in, insert there. I was scared for my life going down some of these hills, and it's not a big, you know, uh, percentage downgrade or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it's maybe five percent, maybe seven percent. But you come down at the bottom of that hill. I mean, I couldn't pedal. I couldn't pedal fast enough to keep up with the. The friction of the pedals, you know, I even put it on, I've got 21 gears, so I'm trying to shift between all the gears just so I can actually maintain the same speed with my bike, and I couldn't do it. But you still, you think you may, as you learn it and get better, you'll be able to? I'm hoping, Dan, but, you know, of course, at the bottom of the hill, what's at the bottom of the hill? You have to go up the hill. And now I'm yeah, switching. I'm switching. Get back up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now I'm shifting gears, and my my pedals are cranking around. You know, probably you know, 45 RPMs rolling around, and I'm going like maybe half a mile per hour going up the hill. <laughs> but it was it difficulty. I mean, was it a lot of when you're stepping on the hill? Was it easy going up the hill, but you just weren't going far? Or it, it was a challenge, Dan. It was an absolute challenge. So I did about 16 minutes. Uh, round trip, and I parked the bike in the in the garage, and I got myself a, a tall glass of water, and I was like, <laughs> Amy goes, you back already? I thought you were going to do 30 minutes. I said, I tried. I tried to do 30 minutes, but yeah. I didn't want to get, you know, half hour out and then not be able to make it back home. Oh, yes, yeah, you'd be out there and have to call her up. And she has to, you're not putting this in my car. <laughs> exactly. I'm putting it in Nissan's. Right. So, but that's good. That's good exercise. I've been using a recumbent bike. And I started out five minutes was absolutely killing me. And now I can get up to eight or nine minutes or so. So it is, it is helping some. But my, my left knee is not in great shape. I have a um, compound bra- uh, brace I keep on it all the time. And does it have copper? Does it have copper in it or magnets? Isn't that supposed to be good no. for you? Those copper yeah, magnet they, braces? Yeah, you know, they have different things. This is just a compression one to keep in place but if i put it on one of the harder levels it really my knee really it's really bothers my knee so i'm trying not i'm trying to get my cardiovascular going without ruining my knee so i still have it on setting number one did you have like a football injury or something like that or is this no just no just just as accumulation over the years so so you asked me about the the truck yes dan today i officially put down the deposit on the truck just now like half hour before i called you and that cost more than my first house. No, the deposit was only thir- uh, thirty. It was uh one thousand dollars. No, my first house was forty-one thousand. Well, I just put down. Uh, well, the truck itself. Yeah, the truck itself cost more than your first house. The truck cost more than my first house. My first house was, uh, I think, it was fifty-four thousand. I put ten grand on that when I bought my first house. But that was uh nineteen. Oh my God, fifty-four thousand. How am I ever going to pay that? That's a big <laughs> lot of money. Now you just look at it. And- Chuckle. So. Yeah, I, I bought that in 95. And, and you know what? You know, it's funny when the bank, when you get your, um, what's the, the note that you get saying you can look for houses in this price range, you know, your, your pre-approved letter. And they said, you know, we'll give you at the time I was, I was 20 years old and I was working for Home Depot and they said, you know, we, you're approved for up to $80,000. And that's a lot of money. You know, you're 20 years old, $80,000 in 1995. You're like going, shit, that's a freaking mansion. But then you're thinking to yourself, well, how much is that payment? And that payment was probably close to 900 bucks a month. There's no way I could afford 900 bucks a month at the time. So what I did in my brain of thought said, you know what? Let me, let me just look for houses around 40, $50,000. Found a nice home for 54,000, nice modest home, $54,000. 
uh, just outside of downtown Orlando. And I said, you know what? Worst case scenario, if I ever lost my job at Home Depot, I can go right across the street to McDonald's, work for, at the time, minimum wage was, I think, four fifty an hour. Work for them for four fifty an hour and still make the mortgage payment. Worst case scenario, and that and I, it never came down to it, but still, no. it's it's a careful way to do it. So right when, when we went to Vermont, we bought our we had a we bought our land. We bought um, forty five acres for fifty three thousand. We had that paid off. We had money towards building our house. We had the house. I went in with the house plans, and and told them how much money we had in the bank, and. This is Lindenville Savings Bank. This is 1990. And we went in with the plans, showed them what we had, and told them I want to take a look, you know, take a loan out. And the guy says, okay, hang on a minute. I'll be back in a minute. I thought he was going in to get some forms. <laughs> he, t- he, he took came, your money and left. <laughs> he just came, he came, he came back out about 10 minutes later and he goes, Hey, you have a line of credit, um, for $200,000. He goes, just when you need money, just come in and we'll tell us and we'll write you a check out. Yeah. And they didn't know. And they were notorious for doing that because what they would, they didn't care if you had the money or not because they said, this is 45 acres of land. I'll give the guy all the money he wants. And if he fails or can't pay it, the land you know, is we'll ours. Claim it. Yeah. And they've stopped doing that. It's called, I think, predatory lending. Okay. But. They'd have a lot of people that would go to Vermont, you know, they'd give them all the money they wanted, waiting for them to fail, and then they'd turn around and the person would be up there and realize, gee, I don't have $20 an hour jobs. We're getting $6. I started at $6.50 an hour. And, you know, we borrowed enough to do a lot of the house, but we didn't finish it all back then. If I borrowed as much money as I needed to finish the house, we probably would have lost it to the bank. Yeah. And now they've, they're facing charges and some arrested because they were, you know, it's just unfair lending practices. So. Well, and they've done that many, many yeah. times over and over. But so anyways, I bought, I put a down payment on the truck, the yeah. Chevy Silverado 2500. Yeah. It's got the, yeah. um, the running boards, the automatic running boards that come out. Uh, the heat, the, he said the only thing with all the chips and everything that they were having problems with as far as, uh, making the car, he's like, yeah, the, or the yeah. truck. He's like, yeah, I'm, he's looking over the form. He's like going, or the specs on the, on the truck. And he goes, yeah, everything looks good. Um, you got the running boards that come on. You got the technical package. Uh, and he goes, oh, you know what? He's like, one thing I do see, and I'm seeing it in cars now coming in that they're making is the heated seats. He goes, they'll put the heated seat mechanism in there, but they don't have the chips to talk to each other for, to activate the heated seats. He but goes they so can put it in retro. Right, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That's what he said. So, you know, when they get it in, he goes, It's gonna take about two months. Well, they're saying two and a half months to get the truck completely built and yeah. delivered. He goes, but I, he's like, I've seen him come in sooner than that. He goes, You're not asking for anything fancy. And I go, Whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. I'm asking for everything fancy. This is the high country, yeah. deluxe package, yeah. de, you know, the, everything, all the bells and whistles. I mean, there's probably, you know, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars of extra stuff on there. What do you mean it's not fancy? He goes, No, sometimes they put like a cab on the thing and all the little doodads in the in the bed where you can yeah. like have an air pump or do all these other crazy stuff. He's like, You're not getting any of that stuff. I said, No. no. He's like, You're not getting any crazy posi tractions or gear ratio fly by night, you know, stick shift on the whatever. I, I'm like, no. He goes, then you're not getting anything like out, do, out doing fancy. He goes, it's a nice truck. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice truck. He's like, uh, I'd like to have one, but he's like, you're not doing anything out outside of the normal realm of what that truck comes with or you've added to it. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, and now, um, are you going to get a fifth wheel on that? Or is that, that going to have your regular trailer hitch? That's one thing that we, I should have talked to him about it, but I think when we go down and sign the paperwork and stuff. Yeah. Amy says that there's a fifth wheel adaption on there that you can crank yeah. something and it'll lower down so you can like put plywood in there. Because if you have a fifth wheel on the back in the bed of the truck, yeah. then it kind of eliminates having the bed of the truck. Well, you can put bales of hay, but anything else, plywood, any other, yeah, it would be impossible. Yeah, so I don't know how that is going to work. Yeah. Uh, but all it is is a, is a ball hitch in the center of your truck with more support around it, no? Well, it's actually it's going to put the weight right over your axle right. instead of having it in the back bumper, which is sturdier. So. Right. So, but I, I is is there a thing? I, Amy was saying that yes. there's something that you crank and the thing and the ball will recess so you can put plywood I, I, in there. I haven't seen it because the fifth wheel is no more than a ball. It's a really big item. You know, but then again, they change technology in cars as things go around. Well, it's not like a, not like a day cab backing up to a truck where you have the pin and, and slip. Yeah. The pin would be the ball hitch in the back of the truck, and the slip would be whatever trailer you're pulling. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. It's the reverse of what a, a like a day cab to a tractor trailer. It's the reverse. Oh, okay. I'd have to have to see how that looks because they have what I've seen in trucks previous, but that's earlier. So that's a um. Is there a color, name for the color red that you're getting? Um, I yeah. I think it's called Onyx Red or something. I don't know. Okay. It's in the stats that I sent you. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I was looking through it. Very, uh, very impressive looking truck. It looks beautiful. I mean, well, we'll see. You know, yeah, <laughs> a year yeah. in process, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, you when you were eighteen years old, did you ever think you'd have a sixty, seventy thousand dollar truck? Well, this this will be an eighty. This will be an eighty thousand dollar truck. Eighty thousand. Okay. I didn't, yeah. Um. Did you ever think that? Oh, yeah. Someday I'll have one and. You go, well, I'd have to be a millionaire to get something like well, that. Well, damn, damn, believe it or not, yeah. I have always thought, I've always been really, really smart with my money. And at the age of, I think it was 25, 26 or 25 yeah. years old, I purchased, yeah. I ordered a Chevy Silverado and uh, and got exactly the way I wanted it. And I think at the time that was $45,000. And I, pay, I didn't pay cash for it, but my payment on that was, I think, you know, 500 bucks a month. So it's not the fact that would I ever know that I was going to have, a, you know, 80000 or $100,000 vehicle. I'm very frugal with my money, and I'm smart with my money. So I always know it, it's nothing for me. Now, I'm not bragging or anything. You know, some people, I know guys that will buy, you know, $1,200 um, old Jeep Cherokees, run them into the ground, and once it's, you know, won't change the oil, won't do anything. Once the car dies, takes another $1,200 and buys another vehicle and drives that one right into the ground. You know, like recycling trucks, you know, or, or disposable trucks or vehicles okay. or whatever. And when I got married, my, my car was a dollar and Kathy's car was a 20, cost $20. And they were Dodge Darts, Slant 6, no air, no air conditioning, no power windows or any of that. So yeah. I had power steering. That was the only option on them. I've always but, had, you know, I've always had confidence as far as, uh, either, yeah. Making money, finding a way to make money, and also being wise with my money. There was probably a good three-year period where I was making close to, um, at the time, which was really good money when I was working in radio back then in 98, uh, 97, 98, 99. You know, I was bringing home about $75,000 a year, and that's good money for what I was doing. And I, you know, I sat down, uh, it was like a three-year period. I was like going, I've got nothing 
nothing to show for this at all because it was dinner, takeout, dinners, parties, uh, all that stuff that comes along with that that club and radio party zone in in the, the late 90s. Yeah, and, and I've never made close to that. The most amount of money I ever made was at Home Depot, which I um, I just got my final check from them. Good. Did it have like a happy face on it or <laughs> did no, you cry? No, it, was, it was electronic. So, but, you know, it's really funny because I haven't been there in two years. And when I sent in the resignation, I felt like a sense of relief, like I'm retired now. It's, you know, I'm really retired, even though I, I just could not picture myself going back and having people tell me what to do like that. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's not that. I was thinking about not here recently, but probably in the last you know year or two, I was thinking, you know, what if I was to actually get back into the workforce? I mean, physically get a job, and I was thinking there would be no way. There's so much stuff going on now here on the property, and plus doing the, the podcast is, is doing really, really well. Um, that's picked up and amped up, and we're doing so many different shows now. Uh, I w- there would be no way for me to, to actually go, okay, I've got to go punch a clock now. And I think that's the way a lot of the United States is th- at the same time. I read an article the other g- day. This girl was, you know, in her dorm and it was the summertime, you know, her off session from, from, she was going to school to be a lawyer. And in her off time, she, she started, um, making candles, like scented candles and stuff. And all of a sudden now she's making, you know, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 a month. She left her job or left school, her career or her ambition to be a lawyer and all, you know, student debt and all that stuff. And now she makes, you know, fifteen, sixteen thousand $16,000 a month, um, just doing candles out of her dorm. Now, of course, she's not doing out of her dorm. She's had to go, you know, get her own place now because she's not in school, but still, a lot of America, hopefully, I, they understand, you know, what What do they say? Find something you like doing and figure out a way to make money. You'll never work a day in your life. Well, there you go. I think a lot of the United States is coming around to that, you know, because those government checks are going to stop here if they haven't stopped already. And there's some, yeah, that they have stopped. But there's, I think there's so many people that say they're so busy making, you know, on their job. They're too too busy earning a living to go out and really make money. And I've been I've been yeah. there too. You know, it's it's yeah. one of those things where uh, when I first moved up here to North Carolina, I was looking for like a part time job. Yeah. And you get a part time offer for you know eight bucks an hour, and you're like going, well, if I if I work for eight bucks an hour, waiting for the fifteen to twenty you know yeah. dollar an hour job, I don't have time or the energy to to put towards looking for that fifteen to you know eighteen dollar an hour job. While I'm making eight dollars an hour, it, it just it's you know it's a vicious cycle. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Type deal. Yeah, and and one of my problems was I, you know, I was in Massachusetts making fourteen bucks an hour, and went to Vermont and started over again and made started out six fifty an hour. And I mean to catch up to there, and I think I just know some people that stay at the same job for like twenty five thirty years, and financially they're a lot better off. But adventure-wise, you know, having, you know, working at a cable company for nine years, you working get, at a propane yeah. company for nine years. You get caught in the um, rat race. You get caught in that yeah. vicious cycle where you're like, okay, you know, do I start at the bottom? And now yeah. the bottom is the top for some for some yeah. places, people who've been yeah. at companies for 10 years. And, and, and the adventures that I've had and the people I've met at the different jobs is probably worth more to me 
than if I stayed at that cable company. No, I could and, care less. You know, I could care less about all the people I, I work No, with. I, you know, if I, if I hadn't, you know, changed jobs and done things and moved to different places, I, I wouldn't have met you. I would have been, I would have been happy. Yes. Oh, you're, you're saying there was a chance that we possibly couldn't have met? Oh, what yes. a happy day. Yes, yes. We do that, I'm, so. ki- I'm kidding, yes. Dan. I'm kidding. I know. Nope, I consider you a good friend, and it's um, it's always good when we have talks. All right, Dan. Anything else yep. before I let you go? Um, no, I don't think there's too much at all. Just a few computer jobs I'm working on, and can do some pressure washing. But I talked to my dad this morning. He's still on yeah. diet diuretic stuff. Uh, he's still got water on, on his lungs and stuff, and everything. It, he he sounds good. He's in good health or good. Um, Spirits. Spirits. Yeah, and so he's he said he'll be out of the hospital here in a couple of days. And then he's like, you know, he told me, he's like, basically, I don't want to be a burden to you guys, so I'm trying to get this shit taken care of down here in Florida before I come up there and move up with you guys. Okay, well, that's good that you've got him. And I, I think you going down there, you know, very well could have saved his life. Not to make it too serious, but it, it could have, you know what I mean? Right. If you hadn't gone down, and when you did, you don't know. Yep, you don't know. All right, Dan, I'll talk right, to you later. Tell Kathy I said hi. Okay, I'll catch you later. All right, bye. Just going somewhere. Is this going somewhere, please?